You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us coming at us from uh, the Denver area in Colorado, Stephanie Walter. And Stephanie actually just sold her business uh, for Farmers Insurance. Uh, she was there for about 17 years and she was able to exit that. So we're going to talk about her business experience and, and her background. She was there for, like I said, almost 17, almost 20 years. Um, she could tell the story better than I can, uh, but really happy to have her. She's been um, doing uh, syndications, which means partnering with other people to buy larger assets. In this case, she has multifamily um, and uh, retail in her portfolio as well. So she's been doing it on a part-time basis. And now since she sold her business, she's now transitioned into full-time. So definitely excited to hear her story and her background and how she was able to help others achieve you know, their passive income goals and financial independence, because that's what this show is all about as well. So she's a perfect guest here for us. And thanks, Stephanie, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your business experience prior to getting into the real estate game and, and what attracted you to the real estate game? Um, I've, I've always loved real estate. Um, I just happened to, uh, as I came out of college, I got a W-2 job and um, just kind of realized within probably the first five years, I think, um, that I met with my immediate supervisor and they were like, you're great. You're doing a great job. And here's the 2% raise. And I was like, went home and calculated that and was like this this just isn't going to work for me um so uh yeah i started my insurance agency at that time but um all along i started actually investing in single family multi uh small multi-family and small commercial in 2005 just sort of had a goal that i wanted to buy something small every year with very little education I might add, but yes, <laughs> but as I uh, began doing it and they just always made sense to me, real estate, you know, just the bricks and the mortar and the location and, you know, increasing the the value by increasing the rent that you get that those, those are things that just always made sense to me. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of where I, and then in 2016, I'd heard about apartments and then that's how I kind of started becoming educated in syndications, which that's a whole nother animal, but it's all real estate. <laughs> right. So can you talk to us about the first deal that you ever done? And then how did you, how did you grow from there? And then how did you get comfortable to the syndications? Uh, Cause those, properties are sometimes 20, 30, 50 hundreds of units. Um, so how, how did you transition? And then what are you doing moving forward now that you've sold your business? And what made you comfortable with that decision? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, my first couple deals were um, just like they were small, um, 
single family homes that I turned around and rented and again, didn't have a lot of experience. So there was a lot of learning um, by errors in <laughs> managing your rental properties. Um, and then uh, in syndications, I uh, just really, uh, I'm sorry, I thought I had someone <laughs> coming in here a second. Um, but no, with syndications, my first one that I did was in Port Collins, Colorado. And uh, that was actually a fraternity house. Um, uh, was it cash flowed incredibly well. Um, the politics up there were um, provided such that we had um, very, you know, uh, the kids can't like have party and, and stuff like that. So it's real important, you know, to study the environment where you're where you're doing your investment. But uh, that was the first one where I started bringing investors in. And as I started uh, working with investors, because on every syndication, you, there's a part of the capital that needs to be raised. And I realized that I really like doing that. And um, by doing it, actually, I, I talked to a lot of these wealthy people, got to examine some of their financials and kind of learn what they were doing because they were obviously doing better than I was. And from that, I realized that a lot of my money was stuck in equity in these in these single family homes I'd been buying since 2005. And that equity really wasn't doing much for me um, as opposed to what a syndication could do for me as well as I, I had the added benefit of not being a landlord anymore, which was, I was very excited about that. And, um, and so, yeah, just by, I, honestly, I was able to retire by just moving and selling some of my old um, single family homes and rolling the, that money over into some of the multifamily syndications that I was putting together. And that really quickly replaced my, my business income. So I was able to sell my business on July 1st. Congratulations. That's very soon. We're recording this at the end of July of 2021. Yeah. So that's, that's very recent, a couple of weeks ago. Very um, recent. Yes. So, okay. So you realized, all right, you, you, it sounds like you paid down a lot of the debt on the single family investments that you had over time. And then you realize, oh, I have this equity that's built up and we're in 2021 and the single family market's crazy. Okay, what's the point of just sitting on it? Um, it's not generating much cash flow. Let me put that into something else, which in your case was syndication. So let's talk talk to us about that part. What you mentioned there was a deal in Colorado that you put together. Can you talk to us about that first deal on the syndication side? Yeah, that one was a smaller one. It was uh, 1.445 million. And so I think I took that one on because I just really wanted to do my first syndication. Um, because I don't think a lot of people jump in and say, yes, I want to invest in, in a fraternity house. But this is actually a really beautiful home, a very historic home up in Fort Collins. And so I actually did it from beginning to end, uh, found the financing, uh, did all the due diligence, the inspections, all that good stuff. And then I raised the money for it, which I had to raise $400,000. That was my first raise. And, um, 
and I'm, you know, it, it worked out really well. It's still a great cash flowing asset. My partners are really happy. But what I learned from that one was that I never wanted to do it all by myself again, <laughs> because there's just too many moving parts in a syndication. And um, so, and I decided that I really loved raising money. Uh, I, I felt like I had a lot of skill for that. And um, so I kind of teamed up with a person who loves to find real estate deals. He um, used to be a commercial broker for 35 years and he has a lot of connections and um, we're both kind of aligned in the fact that we like to find very conservative um, deals, you know, and we're not totally close, you know, totally laser focused on, you know, a hundred plus units, you know, we, we're very focused on, um, can these units perform, especially through COVID. So that, that was a big learning experience for me going through COVID. Okay, talk to us about, um, so you had, the fraternity house is a little bit unique for the first syndication. Usually it's a traditional year round apartment deal. So that's yeah. very unique. So that sets you up for the next one. So once you started with that, you springboarded into was it a, was it a retail deal? Can you talk yes, to us about the, that? The, then we didn't go straight to the apartments. It took a while. <laughs> um, but yes, we went into a, a great retail opportunity. Um, it was being sold. The little backstory is it was being sold by a church. And uh, the church, apparently this isn't that uncommon that churches kind of take on real estate that's, you know, in their media area and try to run it not do a particularly good job. So we, we got this as an off-market deal and, um, you know, purchased it for about, I think it was 3.5 million when we purchased it. And our exit strategy will be within the next year, 22 or 23. And we expect it'll be between nine and $10 million. So, so um, so that was kind of exciting, uh, but different because we went through COVID. Um, but that property is located in Florida, which largely, you know, stayed open. Um, and so all those businesses weathered it, weathered it really well and kept paying their rent, maybe a little bit delayed. But we were able to keep paying our investors, which which was a huge thing. That's, that's excellent. So wasn't the traditional route and now do you have any traditional apartments yes yep we've uh we purchased um we had 55 units that we purchased in waco um and then we have a couple uh 23 units and 24 units in tallahassee and we just closed on one for 50 in uh 55 units in cape coral florida so like I was mentioning to you before, we're just really conservative. We want to be sure we're purchasing assets because we know that there's still, we might be through COVID, but we know that inflation is definitely coming. There could be, you know, we're not really sure. So we like to really stick in the B asset class range. Um, and that just means, you know, not brand new, but kind of right in the middle. Uh, and those tend to, you know, historically really weather recessions um, very well. And um, so that's what we're sort of positioning ourselves 
um, for the over a hundred unit mark has just been so competitive. Um, and we really want to make our money on the buying side rather than the selling side. So we don't really buy for, you know, promise for future appreciation. So that's kind of where we are right now. Excellent. So what have you learned through that process? And then you're also running your insurance agency at the time. So what, you know, when you're, you had a lot of wealthy clients and, you know, obviously you had experience on the capital raising side. So what did you learn the most from those experiences to help you guide to where you are today? Oh gosh. Uh, the, I mean, the, the insurance has taught me so much. I mean, just uh, personally and professionally, but personally, I think the things that it really taught me the most is you see a lot of people and what they do wrong as far as investing and um, planning for their retirement. So I think it's always made me very hyper vigilant about um, having a plan and and um, cash flow to me always made a lot of sense to have cash flow coming in. And then that was further verified by, you know, dealing with these wealthy investors who uh, found very interesting that they largely don't have the 401ks. Um, they largely have their money, you know, working for them and knowing what they're in. They're investing in these syndications or they're investing in businesses, you know, stuff that's giving them cash flow. Um, so I just kind of modeled myself after after what they were doing. But yeah, I mean, I think between learning kind of what not to do <laughs> on the insurance side and seeing clients, you know, really struggling in their retirement, as well as then looking at what what are the wealthy doing that are different than that just really, you know, helped me a lot. Yes. Yeah, so when did that really hit you? Was it a few years ago or like what, what what was a light bulb moment that went off and you were like wow i mean it's great i have some single families and some small multifamilies, but what was that light bulb moment for you to basically say hey i want to do larger opportunities and how can i do so and it sounds like you have a partner and you know mm -hmm. i'm sure you understand the value the value of having a partner and each mm -hmm. bring their own skill sets so um what was that kind of moment for you? Is there anything specific? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I had kind of the light bulb moment of um, thinking, you know, it's would be cool to go bigger. I had actually a friend um, who worked for a huge capital company, and they um, buy like, you know, skyscrapers and stuff. And she raised money um, for that company in these in these huge deals. And that sort of opened my mind up to what that side could look like. Um, but once I started dealing with the wealthy, yes, it was an absolute light bulb moment that came to me. Um, not immediately either. I think, let's see, it's 21. So maybe 2008, last was 2019. So 2018. So, you know, a few years of doing this and working with, with investors and really understanding the way that money is working and 
um, really tax strategies and all, all the stuff that the wealthy, you know, that I was seeing on a daily basis. And it just made me be like, wait a sec, I'm not doing, <laughs> I'm letting my money just sit in equity in these houses. And it could be providing me a wonderful cash flow. And then I, then I sort of changed my, I guess, what I saw my end game plan as let's see, you know, maybe as a game, can I replace my income? If I move some of my assets around or, you know, and that's exactly what ended up what I ended up doing. And I'm, I'm thrilled because I just, I love doing this full time. I love talking to people because so many of them have never heard of these types of investment vehicles. And yet they're just so powerful um, for providing, you know, people the freedom to walk away from their jobs. That's hundred percent right. What are you looking at next, Stephanie? Anything interesting that you can broadly share? <laughs> we're looking at, um, we're still staying in Florida and we've actually have a couple markets we've done really well in. And, um, once you start to do, you know, pretty well, then it's, you get some deals brought your way. And so Tallahassee is one of the markets we're in and Tallahassee is a pretty interesting market because they sort of overbuilt the student housing, but they have a real shortage of housing for everybody else that's moving there. So we are um, kind of in the best and final stages of, of negotiating for 160 units up there, but we're not, we're not through it and anything can happen, but you know, we, we love Florida. We were so happy with how our properties performed during COVID. Um, so yeah, we're looking to, you know, gradually and organically grow bigger. <laughs> Oh, that's excellent. How can uh, people find you and learn more about you, Stephanie? Yeah, they can go on to my website, which is www.erbewealth.com. Um, on there is just a lot of great information. I think what most people are excited about on my website, you can either pull down a report of the five reasons that passive investing might be for you. Or uh, I kind of have a series of video uh, podcasts that just talk about the most common questions I get from, from investors. I get the same questions over and over again. And so I just decided to make a series of those questions to help people who are thinking that this invest, doing this type of investing might be for them. Uh, we'll have a link to the website in our show notes and the iTunes description. So definitely check that out and check out Stephanie's platform. And really want to thank Stephanie for coming on. And if you liked what you heard and or saw today, if you can give us a rating and review on iTunes, it really helps my message and Stephanie's message get out to a greater audience. And we really appreciate that. So Stephanie, thanks again for coming on the show and hope to see you again soon. Oh, thank you so much.